we do this carefully, I think we can minimize the interactions uh, and minimize essentially the, the new cases, which will ultimately minimize the number of people ending up in the hospitals and, and, and the mortality. U.S. reaches a grim milestone, but perhaps more signs point to continued recovery. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. We'll focus on some of the positive stories we're seeing in San Diego in just a moment when I'm joined by my 10 News colleague, Vanessa Paz. But first, here are some of the top coronavirus headlines for Wednesday, May 27th. United States went over 100,000 reported deaths from the COVID-19 pandemic. Six of those came from San Diego after three straight days of no reported deaths in the county. Overall, infection rates do appear to be holding steady or declining in many areas. Rady Children's Hospital is spearheading an effort to get 2,000 children tested for COVID-19 in San Diego County every day. Anytime a child goes to the doctor in San Diego, the parents will be given the option to get them tested. If it comes back positive, the county can then trace back to anyone they've had contact with and test them as well. It makes sense that we would embrace this opportunity to partner with the county and other health systems in a unique way to provide testing for thousands of children in our community. The goal is to be doing 2,000 tests a day by the end of June. This will be done in nearly every health care system in the county, not just Rady. While children are a small percentage of COVID cases, they can easily spread it to vulnerable adults. Governor Gavin Newsom was expected to roll out guidelines today for summer camps and some daycare facilities. While he didn't do that, he did offer some optimism for another industry, gyms. Newsom held a virtual town hall today with leaders from California's fitness industry. The governor says he plans to release guidelines for reopening gyms and health clubs within the next week. As we move into phase three of California's recovery, one thing that some people are excited about is the possibility of getting back to some of San Diego's theme parks like SeaWorld and Legoland. And joining us today, 10 News reporter, our newest 10 News reporter, Leah Pizzetti, who was on that story today. Leah, it's good to talk to you on the podcast. How are you? Hello. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Well, welcome. Welcome. Um, certainly, I know people are excited. What did you hear today? Because I know there was a, a meeting with some of San Diego's major attractions today in the county. Right, so these different attractions came together. It was three today, so it was Legoland, the Midway, and then SeaWorld all met with county health officials. And we don't really know details. They wouldn't tell us too much of exactly what they talked about, but we do know they're planning for how to reopen. Um, so all of them did reach out to us and say, yes, we met today, we're planning. Um, we are gonna be ready to reopen July 1st, which is, what is that, gosh, about a month away now. Um, the next step though is getting the state's approval. That's really what has to happen. Happen next. So they're planning, they're working with the county, um, but ultimately, as we've seen with other um, green lights, it has to come from the state to give that green light. So we're going to wait for Governor Newsom. Um, and then it sounds like if and when he gives that green light, they'll have already worked with the county and, and have a plan of how to reopen. Obviously, they're going to want everyone to be as confident as possible when they go through those turnstiles. Again, you talk to an outside expert, though, do people think it's going to be okay to go back into a setting like that at a Legoland or a SeaWorld? Yeah, so I did talk to Dr. Tyler Smith. He's an epidemiologist and a professor at National University. And he said, 
San Diego looks good right now. He said, we're really on the right track as far as numbers are concerned. Um, so he was a proponent and advocate for, um, for these reopening as long as it's done the right way is what he said. Um, it can't just be a free for all. Everyone has to follow these plans and really make sure they're following the rules that are being put out right now and, and planned right now. Um, but he said, if they are doing that, then we should be good to go and hopefully people can have some fun. <laughs> Yeah, maybe some summer fun coming our way. Leah Pizzetti, uh, appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Thank you. You'll soon be able to split eights and double down on that 11. The governor of Nevada announcing casinos can reopen next week. That's coming more than two months after casinos were first ordered to close. Not all Las Vegas casinos will reopen next week. Caesars Entertainment has announced Caesars Palace and the Flamingo will reopen next Thursday, but their other nine casinos will remain closed. Win Las Vegas will also reopen. Some of the other casinos say they've been working on a plan, though they didn't specify when they'll be ready to reopen. American Airlines says they will make sure you don't board a full flight if you don't want to. The airline announcing they'll notify passengers if the flight they booked is starting to fill up. Passengers will then be able to switch flights at no charge. American Airlines is also waiving change fees for people whose travel plans changed because of the pandemic. Anyone who booked a flight for travel between March 1st and September 30th can change their flight for free. The investigation into the coronavirus outbreak on the San Diego-based USS Theodore Roosevelt is complete. That report has now been handed over to the Chief of Naval Operations. More than 1,000 sailors on the ship caught the virus and one died. The ship's captain, Brett Crozier, was also fired after his plea for help was leaked to the media. The Navy chief will now review the investigation, which may recommend Crozier be reinstated. There's a new program gaining steam to help people who may be having a difficult time coping during the pandemic. There are some people that are literally staring at four walls and have been staring at four walls for two months. So if the conversation starts to turn negative, what the, the volunteer voice does is help steer them toward a more friendly and hopeful conversation. That's one of the AARP volunteer engagement team members or part of the Friendly Voice program. It's an outreach effort inviting anyone to request that someone call them just to chat. It launched mid-March and the calls are free. Almost 200 people now that we have an ongoing relationship with that we're calling on a regular basis. That's good news because that means that the program is working. The volunteers are trained to keep conversations positive. If they sense something is off, then AARP connects them to other resources. Virus proofing could become a popular feature in vehicles after coronavirus. A third of car shoppers say they're more likely to consider air quality features for their next vehicle. So car companies are looking into including things like a fixed UV light that would provide sanitizing treatment while you're inside. It's something that would be especially useful in rideshare vehicles. Keeping it positive during a pandemic. Not always easy, but it's always good to try. And joining me today is my 10 News colleague, reporter Vanessa Paz. And Vanessa, you've you've covered a number of different aspects of what's going on in San Diego over the past three months or so involving the pandemic. And a lot of your stories are great because they really do shine a positive light on, on some of the things that people are doing and businesses are doing. I really appreciate you joining me today. Yeah, no problem. It, it was definitely a pleasure to be able to highlight, you know, some of the ways that the community has amplified their service 
and it was it was definitely uh, a type of topic that a lot of people needed to hear at such an unprecedented time. So I think that it was really exciting to listen to everyone's story and showcase these stories for all of our viewers and listeners. Well, one of the things we did at the very beginning was just to highlight some of the businesses that were still open as everything was kind of shutting down and people didn't really know what was going on. Um, tell me some of the, you know, the people you met in the beginning and the challenges that they were facing uh, trying to keep their businesses open amid such uncertainty. Oh, again, this was, a, you know, as I mentioned, an unprecedented time for everyone, whether, you know, it was individuals in any type of field. And I think everyone slowly but surely started collaborating, collaborating and staying at home, figured out, you know, where they could utilize their bandwidth and staying afloat. And a lot of folks I talked to were people doing good in the community or ways that they were shifting their business completely into, for example, make, making masks or hand sanitizers or things that were really essential during this time. And then even a lot of people who were giving donations for those in need. Um, it was really nice to see how the community was coming together and, you know, how, how these restaurants really vastly shifted gears, you know, in such an effective way. So that was really exciting. Even before this all started, uh, 10 News really wanted to focus on on positive things in San Diego. Uh, we have a whole you know feature called Positively San Diego. And since you're Vanessa Paz, that just worked out perfectly for you. But it's it's not always easy. I've, I've noticed at the same time, I want to focus on things that are positive, but news always tends to be so dominated by kind of the, the bad news sometimes and the headlines. Tell me about going out and trying to find some of those positive stories and, and how you were able to accomplish that. You know, Ben, it's it's funny because it wasn't as difficult as one might imagine. Of course, yeah, there's a lot of light on the negativity and, you know, all of those, some of those negative topics that people really don't want to hear, but the positive uh, stories that, or the leads that I received or that we received at 10 News were coming from all across San Diego County from, uh, I want to give an example of a woman whose son was autistic and he was kind of it was hard for him to grapple what was happening and he just didn't understand the coronavirus pandemic and what was going on and why he couldn't visit certain places. And this was my favorite story because his favorite place was Chuck E. Cheese. And, you know, he, she called Chuck E. Cheese and said, I want to order to go food from there. Is there any way you could have Chuck E. come out with a mask on and just the reaction from him, it was all recorded. The reaction was just so heartwarming, so touching. And you really saw businesses and even large businesses like Chuck E. Cheese step up at such a, a time where everyone could use, you know, simple things to help them understand what really is going on, you know, whether someone had a condition and they kind of needed a boost to help understand. It was very nice to see all businesses, small and large across San Diego County, really showcase, you know, coming together and collaborating and helping everyone really understand what's going on. So it was little stories like that were, were really, really inspiring for sure. And now we're kind of all focusing on ways that we can kind of rebound uh, during the pandemic. And Vanessa, like today's story, celebrations are something that has been very difficult for people during this time, uh, to, whether it be graduations or like your story today about military homecomings. And I, I've seen it's fascinating the way people have adapted to to try to honor those that they love and care about. Oh, yeah. that This was one of my favorite stories as well. It was a, a teenager who grew up here in San Diego in a military family, and she 
had always kept that staple of her father who was deployed coming home and having this big celebration. It was one of those staple memories that she had growing up. And then when she kind of learned about what military families were going through and how many of them returning home had to quarantine, uh, she just, you know, she really felt the urge and the need to give them some sort of celebration because she had that memory, you know, embedded in her and it was so important to her. So she started creating these welcome home packages, you know, from people who were giving her donations and gifts to give out to these military members just as a little welcome home package. And that was really inspiring because again, everyone's effect was affected, you know, by this pandemic in their own way. But, you know, sometimes things like you, you don't really think about those military uh, members coming home and how they're not able to celebrate and how some of them have to be quarantined and then for her to kind of go out of her way you know as a teen and spend some of her bandwidth uh, creating those packages was was really inspiring and really touching so that was a really exciting story to tell for sure well i'd advise everyone keep an eye out for vanessa's stories they're almost certain to bring a smile to your face uh, during what's been kind of a tough time for all of us vanessa pause really appreciate you spending a few minutes on the podcast today thank you yeah, thank you, Benjamin. It was my pleasure talking with you guys. We're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. We talked about some local theme parks earlier. Well, Disney World has officially set its reopening dates. It plans to begin a phased reopening on July 11th for its Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom parks. Epcot and Hollywood Studios will reopen on July 15th. We believe our reopening proposal for our property reflects a very thoughtful, methodical, and phased approach. And we've incorporated all of the reopening protocols throughout our guest experience and our cast experience. Workers and guests will be required to wear face coverings and undergo temperature screenings before entering the parks. Disney will reduce capacity at the parks. No date has been given yet for the reopening of Disneyland. We do know it will reopen in phase three. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans rebound from the turmoil created by the coronavirus getting back on our feet, finding jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.